When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there, listeners. Welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 386 of Sustainable Minimalists, a show about intentional and eco-friendly minimalist living. On today's show, we're discussing six research-backed items that contribute to overall wellness that cannot be bought on Amazon. Now, last week was Prime Week, and unless you are completely disconnected from society, I'm betting you already knew this. The ads for Prime Week were fierce, were they not? The articles that were really just disguised ads also similarly fierce. And the catchy headlines did indeed entice me. They caught my interest. 175 plus best Amazon Prime Day deals or 56 must-have products that will provide an instant shopping fix on Prime Day. I could go on and on with the headlines, the catchy phrases, the marketing. Oh my goodness. Amazon started selling books 30 years ago. Yep. 30-ish years ago. Do you feel old? Because I do. (laughs) These days on Amazon, you can buy fine art, glow-in-the-dark toilet paper, band-aids that look like bacon, unicorn meat that comes in a can, think like spam, and countless other random products that are destined for landfills all around the globe. And if you're wondering, there are some products that you can't buy on Amazon. Guns are one, lottery tickets, tobacco, contact lenses, You know what else you can't buy on Amazon? Your wellness. So on today's show, we're discussing six research-backed factors that contribute to well-being. But a quick disclaimer here. If you went absolutely hog wild on Prime Day and you bought all the things, just know that you still belong here with us sustainable minimalists. We still love you and we still want you here. There's no shame happening right now on this show. If you are on a budget, if money is tight and you bought one things or many things on Prime Day because you needed something that was finally on sale, I hear you. I see you. Just keep doing the best you can. And now let's move into the six factors that we're discussing today. Enter the six-factor model for psychological well-being, which is a theory that was developed by psychologist Carol Riff in 1989, and it was expanded upon in 2014 to reflect current theory. This framework, this model, outlines six very specific factors that lead to well-being, contentment, and even happiness. Now, of course, I've already said it, but you cannot buy any of these six things 
on Amazon or anywhere, really. They all come from within. Now, as we work through these six factors today, I would love it if you self-assessed. So grade yourself, rate yourself on a scale of one to five, one being very low, you feel very low, very inadequate in this area, all the way up to five, meaning you feel like you're killing it in this area. So just rate yourself. You don't have to write down your numbers. This is not a pop quiz, but ask yourself as we go through, how am I doing here? Is there room for improvement or am I just the best of the best in this category? All right, so let's get into it. First thing that contributes to wellness, according to psychology, contributes to wellness, but can't be bought on Amazon is self-acceptance. So do you like yourself? Do you like yourself? If your immediate answer is, well, I like some parts of myself, Know that I'm not asking if you like parts of yourself. I'm asking if you like all the parts that make you, you. I'm asking about even the parts that you keep hidden away. I'm asking about the parts that are not socially desirable for whatever reason. So when I ask you, do you like yourself? What's your gut response? If the answer is no, not really. I want you to know first and foremost that there is nothing you can buy on Prime Day or any day that will make you think positively about your talents, your abilities, your personality, your appearance. Nothing you can buy is going to change your level of self-acceptance in a lasting manner. People with high levels of self-acceptance acknowledge and accept all the aspects of themselves, the good, the bad, and everything in between. They accept past choices they've made, past behaviors. Someone with high self-acceptance is generally pleased with who they are, and they accept the multiple aspects of themselves, both good and bad. It's kind of like knowing that you're not perfect, you never will be perfect, and you accept all of yourself anyway. That's self-acceptance. Now, in contrast, people with low levels of self-acceptance are self-critical, confused about their identity, and they just wish they were different in many respects. Low levels of self-acceptance can also manifest as confusion about who you are, who you're meant to be. There's often a need for feedback from others for every single decision. There's also high levels of inner criticism. Now, the fashion industry and the cosmetics industry in particular, they seem to prey on those of us with low levels of self-acceptance, do they not? Now, of course, there are plenty of people in the world who do love fashion for fashion's sake. I am not one of those people, but I do know that they exist. Marketing in the fashion industry and the beauty industry, the cosmetics industry, these industries highlight an area of our external appearance that we don't particularly love. And then they amplify that area so that we can't look away. And then their final step in getting us to buy is, of course, to position their product, whatever it is, maybe a dress, maybe concealer, whatever it is, they position their product as the solution. But the dress is quite literally covering up something you don't like. And concealer is also definitely covering up one of your perceived flaws. And so the answer to having low self-acceptance is not to buy a thing to cover up whatever it is you don't like. Because covering up what you don't like, 
That's a Band-Aid. We cover up things with Band-Aids, and Band-Aids do not solve problems. Band-Aids do not heal wounds. Ooh, I'm getting good. Ooh, that was good stuff. Healing a wound does not happen by buying on Amazon or buying on Sephora or buying on your favorite fashion website. Healing the wound does not happen by covering it up, does it? Healing wounds happens when we turn our focus inward, when we dig up the roots of the perceived lack and we bring those roots out into the light. I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and take my wound analogy a little bit further. We put band-aids on wounds during the day so they don't get dirty and infected. But when we get home and we go to bed, I always tell my kids to take the band-aids off so we can let air into the wound and it can heal, right? When you take that dress off, there's still going to be whatever it is you don't like. When you take the concealer off, Same thing, when you take the Band-Aid off, there's still a gaping wound that needs addressing. Now, if you feel as though you have low levels of self-acceptance, my number one tip for you is to start listening to your thoughts. Every time your mind gives a self-criticism, notice it. Just notice it. You don't have to do anything else right now. Just notice it. We're moving on to the second thing you cannot buy on Amazon, and that is relationships, positive relationships with others. You already know it, but I got to say it. You cannot buy friends on Amazon Prime Day. We have discussed the importance of relationships on this show before, but it does indeed bear repeating good relationships with some other people. No, not everyone, of course, but some people in your inner circle. Good relationships with those curated few can greatly improve the quality of your life. An individual who scores high on this category feels connected and respected and well-loved. They feel able to be vulnerable with others. They, with others in their circle, I should say, they feel secure in their relationships. But on the other side of this coin, People who score low in this category often feel unappreciated, disrespected, unloved, hostile, rejected, misunderstood, etc. Perhaps you feel no one understands you. Perhaps you feel as though the relationships you do have are unbalanced. Well, it's important for me to connect this back to stuff, right? Because that's the umbrella that encompasses this whole show. Buying stuff on Prime Day and any day during the year can and does detract from relationships. I hear it said all the time that, you know, my house is a mess and I can't have people over. Stuff can and does isolate people. Stuff confines us to our homes alone. I say this not necessarily because all of you minimalists feel this way. But I say it because perhaps some of the people you consider your ride or dies feel this way and are reluctant to reach out to you because they feel like the state of their home is never ready to accept guests. Another possible reason is that they may be completely overwhelmed with life, with living, right? Living is hard. But in either case, it has nothing to do with you or how much or how little they view the quality of your relationship. It's almost never about you. 
So if you feel like you score low in the relationships with others category, to be frank with you, I feel like I score quite low in this category. So my tip for you and for me then is to not go out and find new friends because friendships take an awful lot of time and effort to develop, don't they? Instead, I suggest you bring to mind or perhaps even you jot down the people in your life you do have. It could be a small list and that's okay. Make the list and then try to deepen the connections you've already established with these people. Reach out to them. Deepen the connection. And if there are relationships in your life that are dissatisfying or perhaps even harmful, ask yourself if you can remove them from your life or perhaps even establish some boundaries there. Just some things to think about. We're moving on to the third thing you cannot buy on Amazon, and that is your autonomy. Do you feel that you're able to be yourself and do your own thing? Yes or no? Individuals with high levels of autonomy are independent, self-reliant, can think for themselves. They do not have a strong need to conform. They do not worry too much about what others think of them. But on the flip side, on the flip side of that coin, people low in autonomy feel very dependent on others. They're constantly worried about the opinions of others. They're looking to others for guidance. There's a strong pressure to conform. You know you've got autonomy if you don't care about looking different, being different, living outside the box. Autonomy is the polar opposite of keeping up with the Joneses. Low levels of autonomy relate directly to overbuying. So many of us buy stuff as a means to conform, right? As a means to fit in. The irony, though, is that when we buy stuff to fit in, what we're really doing is exemplifying a low level of autonomy. And autonomy is directly related through research to wellness, whereas stuff is related to stress and overwhelm. So if you feel like you score low in autonomy, know that you're not suddenly going to become autonomous overnight, first of all. But the pillars that hold up the autonomy umbrella are self-confidence, positive inner dialogue, and a sense of self. So if we can work on strengthening those three pillars by looking inward, not by conforming, not by looking to what the Joneses are doing, that's when change starts to happen. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the next and final three factors of psychological well-being. I'll see you in a minute. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. 
Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items, and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch. They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. On today's show, we're discussing six things that contribute to wellness, but you cannot buy on Amazon. Before the break, we discussed self-acceptance, positive relations with others, and autonomy. Now we are on to factor number four, which is environmental mastery. Oh my gosh, what a confusing name, environmental mastery. What does that mean? Environmental mastery is essentially the amount of confidence you have that you can show up and succeed at this whole life thing. If you have a high level of environmental mastery, you feel like you can cope when life gets hard. You feel in control, generally. You feel like you have the resources and capabilities to cope and adjust and adapt to problems. However, If you feel like you have a low level of environmental mastery, you may often feel powerless to change aspects of your life and your environment that aren't serving you. You may feel like you lack the resources to cope. You may feel consistently stressed and overwhelmed. And again, let's bring this back to possessions. Possessions detract from environmental mastery, don't they? Many of us have found minimalism because, precisely because, we felt overwhelmed with our environments. We felt hopeless when we thought about the state of our homes. If you're like me, perhaps you even felt like you were drowning in stuff. That's actually how I felt. And so it goes without saying, but I've just got to say it. There is no item you can buy anywhere that is going to help you cope with living when living gets hard. There's no product out there for that, unfortunately, because if there was a product, I would buy it. (laughs) Drugs and alcohol are products, essentially, that can help us cope with life in the short term. But drugs and alcohol, again, what are they? Say it with me. They're band-aids, right? They don't solve the underlying issue, which is high stress, inadequate coping mechanisms, trouble adapting, etc. They don't solve the underlying issue. They cover the issue up and they make us feel better in the short term, not the long term. So again, if you feel like you score low in environmental mastery, I suggest that you, instead of looking outward for a solution to help you when life gets hard, start by looking inward. All right, we're moving on to item number five. It's not even an item. 
intangible number five, I guess I should say, intangible number five that you cannot buy on Amazon or anywhere, and that is a life purpose. The six-factor model for psychological well-being states that, again, having a purpose, feeling connected to the larger things in life is essential for wellness, contentment, happiness. An individual with a high sense of purpose sees their life as having meaning. They work to make a difference in the world. They often feel connected to ideas or social movements that are larger than themselves. They have a sense of connection, a sense of alignment. And what's interesting to me is that this connection, alignment, contentment, they're present even when these people are doing the most mundane of tasks. Now, conversely, individuals who score low in having a life purpose, they don't feel as though their life makes sense. They question if they have a larger purpose, and they generally don't attribute any higher meaning or value to living other than the fulfillment of daily tasks. Now, we have talked an awful lot about purpose on this show lately, and so I'll link to those episodes in the show notes for those of you who want to dig right in. But step one here for those of us who are struggling with purpose is to first zero in on your values. Figure out what you care about and then go from there. And we're moving on to the final factor of psychological well-being. Number six, it is, of course, personal growth. Another thing we've talked about a lot lately on this show. Do you welcome new experiences? Do you find yourself regularly on the path of self-improvement? Individuals with high levels of personal growth, they see themselves as changing in a positive direction. They have that growth mindset. They're always striving to reach their potential. They are always striving to increase their self-knowledge. They're learning new skills. But people who are low in the personal growth category, they tend to be hesitant to try new things. They often feel bored or uninterested with life. They lack a sense of improvement over time. And please know here, it is perfectly normal to live on an evolving continuum when it comes to personal growth. Some periods in your life may be full of desire to grow and mature, but other times in your life, you may be completely consumed with survival, with getting through the day. Now, in my view, stuff detracts from personal growth for a few reasons. The first is practical, right? Our stuff demands a time commitment. And the more we own, the bigger the time commitment. The more we own, the more we have to clean, to tidy, to put away, to perform maintenance on. And so the more time we spend on all of that means we have less time for personal growth, of course. But the second reason that I believe stuff detracts from personal growth is that stuff is a distraction. When our attention is on external stuff, our attention then simply is not on internal stuff. I'm going to say that in a better way because that was horrible. (laughs) When we're always focusing on acquiring stuff externally, possessions, when we're acquiring possessions to satisfy our external lives, we just don't have enough time, effort, energy to focus on internal growth. 
So Prime Day then, right? It prevents us from scoring higher in the personal growth category. The two-day event, is it three days? I don't even know. I think it's two days. But the two-day event is just one major distraction from us focusing on personal growth. Now, if you feel as though you score low in this category, my suggestion for you is to seek out one, just one, new experience or opportunity. Last March, so I guess that was four months ago, I signed up for an eight-week meditation course. Eight weeks, two and a half hours each week, one session a week. Before I signed up, I went back and forth about it so many times because, again, this was a significant commitment. One night a week for eight weeks, holy moly. I wasn't sure if it was for me. I didn't want to spend the money on something if I was just going to drop out anyway. I was really unsure. But my husband was actually the one who gave me the push. So I did it. And I would not trade that experience for anything. I'm so happy he pushed me out the door. I dare say I grew. And I'm so happy I had that opportunity. So go out and find yourself one new experience to try on for size. So let's recap. What are the six factors for psychological well-being? They are, of course, self-acceptance positive relations with others, so relationships, autonomy, environmental mastery, purpose in life, and personal growth. My final word for you today is that Prime Day, it's one big distraction. It's an event that makes Jeff Bezos richer. It pollutes the planet with unnecessary junk And most importantly, it distracts us from what really matters in life. It distracts us from looking inward. If you're dissatisfied with what you have, you may find yourself motivated to go out and buy all the things on prime days or all other days, right? But even if you buy all the things, it is very, very likely that you will continue to feel unfulfilled. There will always be that empty feeling right? Because again, you can't buy these six intangibles. These six intangibles, again, are what decades worth of psychological research has theorized fosters wellness. You can't buy these things on Amazon, and that's because you cannot buy wellness. Wellness comes from doing the hard internal work. Now, I should say here too, this podcast started because I looked objectively at my possessions. (laughs) And soon after that, I turned that objective lens onto my impact on the planet. In the past five years of hosting this show, something has indeed shifted inside of me. I've learned that minimalism is really just a tool. It's a gateway, let's say, for me to look objectively at my own self There's been some sort of inner transformation happening within me in the last year or so, and definitely in the last six months. Perhaps you've heard that change in the episode topics that I've chosen to cover lately. So rest assured, if you're here for the decluttering tips, I will still have those episodes for you. And I will certainly continue to cover environmental issues and eco-friendly living topics because my passion lies there. But I just want to be clear in that I now see overbuying 
and overwasting as symptoms, at least for me, of something larger. So let's continue on this podcast to dig whatever that something larger is. Let's dig it out, bring it out into the light and uncover it together as a community. We will be back tomorrow with another Headlines episode. As always, if you receive benefit from this show, please consider leaving it a quick rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify especially. I thank you so much for supporting my work in that way. I'll see you tomorrow. Reach out if you need me. Way to do that is in the show notes, mamaminimalist.com forward slash 386 and take care. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.